You're listening to Jersey Hardwood, sponsored by LG Insurance and featured on moresportsnow.com. I'm Steve Titchener here with Seton Hall alum and Devils announcer Matt Lachlan and a big win for Rutgers Tuesday night. Is it enough to make the tournament? And a tough loss Wednesday night for Seton Hall at the Rock. Will they hold on and win the conference? There's a lot to get to, but first, a quick word from our sponsor, LG Insurance. LG Insurance Agency is where we shop seven insurance carriers and you work with a professional agent to help you get the best pricing and value out of your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is a destination for all your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on Jersey Hardwood and a huge win uh, for Rutgers uh, Tuesday night, Matt, in so many ways. I mean, the number nine team in the country. I mean, they stopped the bleeding. Uh, They shored a 500 record uh, first round bye in the Big Ten tournament. You know, they did it by playing 40 minutes of defense, which they haven't done in a while. I mean, they're on the road and they had some poor halves uh, where they uh, the defense fell asleep and they didn't play well, but they got home to their rack. They did get some uh, rest six days. They played some uh, t- tremendous defense. And for goodness sakes, Matt, they put the ball in the basket. And if they can score, this is going to be a tough out. This team is going to be a tough out when they can put the offense together. I know it's tough to put that much energy into defense, play a de- um, defense at an elite level, and then get out on the other side and score as well. I mean, that's what a balanced team, that's what you want to do in basketball, right? It's a balanced team. And that was a very balanced effort on, on Tuesday night. It was a great win, and it was fantastic. Fantastic to see the place packed again. It was fantastic to see the celebration on the court afterward where the fans didn't want to leave the last home game of the year unless they play an NIT game. Whoops, I shouldn't say that. But at any rate, because uh, I don't think they will, but I'm not 100% certain that it's guaranteed at this point. It was a big win. Uh, it was one of those big quadrant one wins that everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. Still, the test Saturday on the road, and that's where it comes to play. They have won one game on the road. One, and that's against Woeful, yeah. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. If they lose on Saturday and if they don't fare well, meaning they lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament and they're 0-2 on neutral courts, then the committee has a decision to make. Yeah. Uh, so put matters into your own hands, or they are in your own hands. Win on Saturday. Still, there'll be a question of doubt if they don't win a first-round game in the Big Ten, simply because I saw something the other day. Zach Brazilla, who writes for the New York Post, college Mm -hmm. basketball writer, said that no team since 1994 has had fewer than three home wins and made the – three road wins, excuse me, and made the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. So they're bucking a 26-year trend regardless of what happens on Saturday. But at least do yourself a favor and make the committee really recognize you. It's been a beautiful run this year, Mm -hmm. and hopefully it's extended. Well, yeah, I mean, the road record is dragging down the resume, without a doubt. Again, just one win. The only worst team in the Big Ten is is Nebraska that has none. I mean, even Northwestern has two. And then everybody above them in the standings has four or more wins on the road. Now you can make the argument of, well, you're taking care of things at home. And Rutgers has done that better than anybody in the Big Ten. So you got to look at that too. Yeah, but, the committee know, won't though. But The committee yeah. will look at that, mm-hmm. but the committee won't look uh, at it without 
the reflection of the road record. That's the problem. And you can say all you want. Well, uh, Michigan State has a worse record at home than we do, or Maryland does, or Ohio State or Wisconsin. You're right. Mm -hmm. But that one win on the road is going to be a sore thumb if they don't win on Saturday and they have an early exit in the Big Ten tournament. So it was a great win. It does set up, I think, a bid but they don't want to stumble at this point. Now, Too last, much is at stake. Too last much show, is at stake. We talked about the the difficult loss to Penn State, and I think if they had won that game, that would have punched their ticket because that's the big road win that they need against a ranked team oh, no as question. well. Any road win. Right. Could, could, now, let me ask you this, Matt. This? Could they have beaten Northwestern on the road? They didn't. Mm. How about Minnesota on the road? Yeah. They, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yes, if they beat Penn State, but your record is, or you are what your record says you are. That's the reality. Now, does, do they take, does the committee take that into consideration, the the, the, the amount they lose by? I mean, the, the oh, close all those games, go into all those things the, oh, have no, to be part of it. The hopper. Here's so, the other thing they have to be concerned with, too. Uh, and I think a win on Saturday goes a long way to getting there because there's enormous respect for what they I think it's sealed if they win on Saturday. Well, here's the only thing it. I would okay. worry about. Mm-hmm. What happens those conferences that are not likely to get more than one bid what happens if there's an upset so or or are only going to get uh, i'm sorry i'm misspeaking and i'm going to use the atlantic 10 as an example dayton's in mm-hmm. what happens if they don't win then you who are their team. bubble teams mm-hmm. now they just killed rhode island the other night uh mm-hmm. in kingston but what happens if Rhode Island wins? Dayton's already uh, got the bid locked up. Right. So now the Atlantic 10 goes from one for sure to the conference champ, and in all likelihood it'll be Dayton. But Dayton's already locked it up regardless of whether they win. What happens if somebody else wins? Mm-hmm. Now the committee says, well, we can't leave Dayton out. So that's a bid that right. goes to uh, A-10. And it's a bid that's not available to other teams. So right. there's just a lot of variables. Well, the key no, here also is, listen, they're on the bubble either way. Even if they beat Purdue, they're, they're somewhere on that yeah, bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Don't without lose. Without a doubt. Don't lose to, to, to Purdue. Don't well, lose. Here, but here's the problem, Matt. I mean, Purdue is a Jekyll and Hyde team. I mean, they just upset Iowa. Yeah. At Iowa, Rutgers couldn't do that. I mean, they were close with them, but they couldn't do that. And again, they swept Iowa this year. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. They put 104 on uh, Iowa at Mackey Arena. So they're a very good team. It's Look, it's a good program. They're well coached. They are down this year. It's not the Purdue team that everybody knows, but they still are very dangerous. That's going to be a very hard game to go out and win. Uh, is it, can they do it? I mean, I said it with, with Maryland too. Absolutely. And uh, if they play like they played at the rack, this is against Maryland. Oh, by the way, the number nine team in the country. Yeah. No, they matched up quite well against them. But they've I mean, been Seton yeah. Hall there. Yeah. They've, you know, they, yeah. they've won their conference mm-hmm. games there. They just can't win on the road. And you can talk all, we can talk all we want. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it is a sore subject because it's a reality. Mm-hmm. So we can, Discuss they they haven't been hot down the stretch. Right, that works against you too. That's why if they don't win on Saturday, it becomes well they got on the right track, but it was at home. They beat everybody at home. They can't win on the road. They lost another game on the road to a mm-hmm. team below them in the standings in Purdue. Uh, how good are they? Yeah. And again, if they don't win on Saturday, Saturday, and they don't win a first round game, 
then their argument is really watered down. And it's a shame because it's yeah, been a great ride. Buys, they play, played a lot of, they've played hard every game. They haven't been blown out at all. Their worst defeat, I think it was at Pitt when they lost to 11 to Pitt, which which was kind of a head scratcher too, as Pitt uh, kind of um, has fallen off considerably. I was at that game and the place was empty. Um, but listen, and they had a lead in that game too. Look, they were up. The, the two losses to Michigan were really tough too. They were up nine on Michigan with 15 minutes left at the rack. And then it was like, I think something like 31 to 15 from there. That was their game. That was kind of a tough one. If you start looking at these games where that might've put them in where they were hurt. And, and again, we will, we'll go back to the Penn state game, which was really tough. They, they battled back and had they to, had their a game from the jump. They might've had an impressive win there. Uh, but it it did not happen. So I still think they've got enough uh, to make it in the tournament uh, for sure. But uh, you know what? You're right, Matt. I mean, there's nothing assured. I would think if they beat Purdue, it is assured. I just I well, would it gives just them think twenty wins. Yeah, gives them twenty wins. Another another win on 11th, the road. Eleventh in the Big Ten. Eleven wins in the Big Ten. They've never hit that double digits before. That would be a huge snub. Oh yeah, it's the first I time think, they've hit double I digits. I think it would be a snub now. I do, but you, but you know what? You put yourself in that spot. They are on the bubble. Even if yeah. they beat Purdue, you can kind of still consider them on the bubble there. And hey. Again, if they, if they if they lose on Saturday and they lose the first round at nineteen and thirteen, mm-hmm. you still think. You're 100 percent sure they're in? Not 100 percent. No, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no. Um, but um, you know, again, I'm biased. Come on, Rutgers alum. You know, I go to no, all I'm the just, games. And, and, I'm and biased. I, I want them to get in. I think it's yeah. good for college yeah. basketball. I think it's good for the state university. I think it's good for I a, said a university that's been, you know, put down for its membership in the Big Ten because the big sports they failed to compete in. A lot of the minor sports too. But the fact of the matter is, I think it's great. Yes. I just don't. I wouldn't buy my ticket for an NCAA appearance unless they win on Saturday. I I said it a week ago or two weeks ago that if they lose out, they drop their last five, go two and eight in their last 10. You really can't make a case they should go to the tournament. However, I said if they can get a big win in here and that game on Tuesday night was a big win against the number nine team in the country. You keep saying that. We know. (laughs) But, you know, because the committee knows that, too. Yeah. I mean, if they, you know, if they beat, like, you know, Minnesota or something, that's a different story at this point in the season. Do you know what I mean? They already beat Minnesota. But that's why they need to follow it up. Right. Like the so the committee, you're sitting in the committee chair. You go, "Hmm, Rutgers, boy, they've really struggled down the stretch and they don't win other than at home and really where are they at oh wait a minute eye opener they beat maryland good for them Mm -hmm. all right that's going to make me think about them a little differently oh wait a minute they lost on saturday they lost in the first round of the tournament so then they've won one of their last 11 games whatever the math is Mm -hmm. and it was at their home court where they've shown they've got a huge advantage uh, okay, they're certainly in that group we'll consider. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to the argument. So uh, yeah, listen, we'll I, I think they've made an argument certainly to be mm-hmm. in the conversation. I think they secure a spot if they finish the job. Yeah. If they don't finish the job, boy, they really run the risk of the committee going, you know, we on that Sunday when 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 the, the teams are revealed and uh, the bracket, the committee, chairman is interviewed he's going to say yeah you know we love what steve peichel did he really did a great job they're a program on the rise but in the end we looked at the way they finished they couldn't win on the road they lost in a neutral court they got Mm -hmm. it you know uh and we just we couldn't 
put them in at the expense of, and then he'll give the four teams that they right. did take in yeah. that Rutgers fans will argue, well, we're better than them because, <laughs> yeah. and he'll say, yeah, but we well, can only take six. On the bubble, you know, we, can, we can only take yeah. so many teams and somebody's going to be upset. You get a shoe to the face. And then just real quick on the court, I thought that on Tuesday night, I mean, Jacob Young and Montes Mathis are, are the best athletes on the floor for Rutgers. And they really play. I mean, they have great defensive energy. Both of them uh, had a good offensive night. But the real key, I believe, was Miles Johnson was strong around the basket. Now, Jalen Smith is probably a pro, but he's not a big guy. I mean, he's, he's got some skills and he can go out and pop that three and all that. But, you know, he, Miles Johnson had a lot of confidence, man. He was he was he was getting rebounds. He was putting, he was getting putbacks. He was, you know, he was, he had a really strong game and you don't always get that from him. So you want to see that as he matures and gets all the picks, he really can be a dominant player in the big 10 and it's really been here and there, but he had a big game too. And I thought that was, that, that was really big. So it's on to Purdue, Purdue. see if they can go uh, to West Lafayette and, um, and figure out something on the road. And I, I do believe if they win that game, they lock it up and, and we'll see, but they are firmly on the bubble, a team that's not on the bubble. You know they're going to the tournament. Is Seton Hall? We'll take a break. We'll hear from our sponsor. We'll get back and we'll talk about them. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on Jersey Hardwood. And we promise we'll talk about the other Jersey teams now that we're getting to a conference tournament time. But let me take a minute on the conference tournaments Absolutely. again. I know, and I know I, I, com- I complain about this every year. So just give me 30 seconds to complain again. Now there's Jersey Hardwood, but you know what I, I how I feel about this, Matt. I mean, they're battling all season long. And then you have a tournament on top of it. I know ESPN loves it. I know TV loves it. And then the automatic bid and all the excitement of that. But let the record speak for them all season long. And also, you know, for the NCAA, it's just bad. Give the give the players a break. The grind of the season. And then, boom, you got it. You're going to throw another possible three to four games on top of that. I, I just, you know, and, and you know, and then also these teams, like, you know, remember, Mammoth a couple years ago were leading the, their their conference and then they lost and they didn't get in the tournament because they had a bad one bad night but all season long they were fabulous so there's a lot of arguments we can make about it but again and I know fans like it and they get really excited but these but these teams especially in these ultra competitive conferences are battling all season long only to have to battle again in a tournament uh, what do you think what do you, do you like the Big East tournament what's Oh, I think it's fantastic. Here, okay. Here's where it's, here's the conferences. And, and you mentioned uh, the Mac with Monmouth, right? Those conferences wind up generally, generally the champion uh, is the one who has the most chance of being screwed because if the champion doesn't win and upsets happen and it's three games and three nights type of thing. And then you get the Austin P's at 11 and 17. Then, then, the then, then they're out. Well, I mean, that goes back to, well, what's the swack worth or those smaller yeah. conferences? But yeah, you could have just, they come out of the ashes and a team rises up and they win their postseason tournament and they're in. The conferences decide that. So, uh, you know, they could just say, no, we're going to have our regular season champ represent us as the Ivy League did for so long. Now the Ivy League has a four-team play-in for that bid, but at least they 
take only the top four teams. So the regular season still means something. But yeah, the best team over the course of the year doesn't yeah. necessarily represent give it to the those, Ivies who are always saying, hey, we're going to do it our way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, they have the confidence uh, in what they are and who they are. I think the problem becomes if you are LIU mm-hmm. and you're recruiting someone. Now, you're not going after the same kids as Rutgers or Seton, although you might hope to snare someone because you have an inside track. But for the most part, you're recruiting on a different level. What you're trying to do is convince that kid that he has a chance to go to the tournament. But if you're not very good, he can say, I'm supposed to be part of the resurrection and I'm never going to play in the big dance. I'm never going to get a chance, my one shining moment, haha, uh, to play before a national audience and, and get it chance to play in an NCAA tournament because really coach you're telling me I'm a building block which means we're going to get killed in the conference until maybe my senior year but if you come and become part of our building process you're going to be in our postseason tournament and you can help us upset our way to a crown and you might go to the NCAAs all four years and that's what they're selling Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big money deal. The big package for college athletics is incredible. I don't know how much of it filters down. I don't don't know how much of a check is written to the NEC, for instance. Probably enough for them to do that. I don't know what their sponsors want to see. Do their sponsors like the fact that they get together? Uh, now, some of these conferences play home sites to start, and then they gather uh, for the semis and the finals. Do the sponsors like the fact that they can hobnob? Are they alums who are very successful? That's why they're sponsoring it versus sponsoring a bigger A-10, for instance. Is there a concern with the grind of the player? Think about it. They're they're vying this championship in the conference, and then they're going on to March Madness in the tournament. You know, wouldn't they be fresher for the tournament? I mean, just in terms of just the grind of the player at the end of the season, or is that three, four games extra non-factor? Well, I, I think it's a little bit of a factor, but don't you think that that horse has left the barn a long time ago about the NCAA caring or the oh, colleges no, no, no. caring about their oh, athletes? No, no, I mean, you know, the wear and oh, tear. No, no, I'm not suggesting they care overnight. That's not happening. I'm just I'm just saying that the, the overall product. I and mean, then there's the probably end, somebody yeah. like, let's just say the conversation comes up. Hey, listen, should you think we, we're really only going to get one team in? Shouldn't it be our champion of the regular season. Let's think about it. Well, what are the pluses and minuses? And yeah, wear and tear on athletes away from classes. Um, All those things. And then in the end, they sit there and go, well, but we do get a check and it does pay for some of our expenses, meaning other sports. And it's hard to turn that down. And that means the dominant teams in those conferences are always going to go the third fiddles, and they're always third fiddles. Mm-hmm. They're never going to go. So, no, I, I, I think I think they're here to stay for sure. I think there's a lot of reasons yeah. why. Well, let's turn. And uh, I do like the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that the garden, you, it's cold every year. Well, and for the big conferences, it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Big Ten knows it's going to get yeah, whatever, right, right. six or seven teams in. The Big East is going to get five, maybe six in. The big conferences know, so it doesn't really matter. Seton Hall is going to be the subject coming up here. Mm-hmm. The only thing they're playing for now is seeding. Yeah. And yeah. pride, they want to say that they won Hopefully, or, well, they, they'll have a tie so they can claim a regular season championship. But 
they hope to win it outright, and then they hope to go on and be Big East champs, and then they've got yeah. two banners that they can hang, and they get a higher seating, and that's good, and that's good for recruiting, and that's good for visibility, and that's good for alumni relations, which means it's good for fundraising, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in the end, Seton Hall knows at this point they're in the tournament. So, the, you know, it, and there's it, also a chance for there's also a ways. chance for revival. Let's say Purdue, let's say Rutgers loses to Purdue, but then has a really nice run to say the finals. Correct, which is why Rutgers yeah. would vote every right. year mm-hmm. to have a postseason right. tournament. And then some, someone like Marquette or someone in the Big East who can take a nice run, and uh, and you know, so, so you're answering your argument. Well, no, man, I'm just saying that there are. There are pros to it. I just think that there are plenty of cons. There's plenty of legitimate. Well, there is. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not that old, but I'm also old enough to remember when the reason the NIT was a big tournament was because they got all the good teams except conference champions. So there was some real, real hard battles because if you didn't win the ACC Mm -hmm. way back in the day, you didn't get in. And so the second place team then would want to continue to play. And they were really damn good. And the NIT would have unbelievably talented clubs eventually making their way to Madison Square Garden. Or actually, they all came to Madison Square Garden at one point. And mm-hmm. so you had this thrilling run of really damn good teams right. versus now it's kind of watered down because it's, sure. you know, it's the ninth place mm-hmm. team that's rebuilding. Well, one team that certainly doesn't have to worry about anything in terms of getting into the tournament is Seton Hall. We know that. They should win, should win the conference, the Big East Conference, but uh, rough night at uh Well, they've won, they've won a share. Mm-hmm. And and the league has already said, the conference has already said, I mean, it's it's the conference rules. If you share the title, mm-hmm. you claim okay. that you're the champion. The thing is, they could have three. And there won't be a tie-breaking implications no. there. No. Okay. So they have, well, okay. they, they do for seeding. Okay. So Seton Hall's already won a Big East okay. championship. Mm-hmm. Creighton and Villanova can win mm-hmm. if Villanova beats Georgetown on Saturday and Creighton defeats Seton Hall on Saturday. There will be a three-way tie and uh, Creighton will be the outright champion getting the number one seat. Not the outright champion, but would get the number one seed, Nova 2, Seton Hall 3. So okay. th- there's a lot of implications okay, a lot as we there. play. But Seton Hall's already won a championship. Now, Wednesday night's game at The Rock, and, uh, you know, it c- came down to the wire. A nice comeback by Seton Hall. And, and, and you saw uh, Colin Gillespie and um, uh, Sadiq Bay missed four foul shots down. Uh, you know, these are guys that that, that they're a good foul shooting team they, uh, down the stretch there. And it kept Seton Hall alive, and they got it down right to – that three in the corner, which which was released a little too late, even if it went down. Yeah. And, uh, so close. Well, you know, and uh, in all the, the hustle and, yeah. and they had no timeout. So you're just trying to get up court and get a shot off. Mamu Kalashvili was the trailer there. I had hoped that they had gotten it to him mm-hmm. uh, more so. The big three just before. Well, and, mm-hmm. and Miles Kale has been. Yeah. First off, the shot didn't get off on time, as you mentioned. Yeah. So it wouldn't have mattered. But Miles Kale has just had a, a an off year this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would have preferred Mamu Kalashvili or maybe go for two in the tie. Right. Like, mm-hmm. why, why do you have to go for the win? Right. But that's what they decided to do. And in the end, they didn't get the shot off in time anyway. And mm-hmm. credit Villanova. Look, Villanova is really good. You know, Jay uh, Wright, man, that's a 14th, program. You know, it's, 14th, they are. They just yeah. reload. Fourteenth you know? in the country, mm-hmm. uh, they came out for Bear. They were ready. Not that Seton Hall wasn't, but uh, Seton Hall didn't play as well as Villanova. The Villanova shot the lights out, particularly mm-hmm. early from three. Yeah, and Seton Hall never could get over the hump. You yeah. know, they were right there. They would narrow it, then they would punch. They get a counter punch. It was a great, great night. Yeah, Miles Powell is a little cold in the second half there. 
Um, you know, he's been kind of, uh, you know, the second half of the season, he's been, um, he hasn't been lights out. Is, is there a concern there? No, I don't think so, but you're right. I mean, between the concussion, he has a tendonitis issue in his knee, all mm-hmm. that has conspired, conspired. By the way, who did Villanova put on him last night? Mm-hmm. Oh, who was Sadiq Bay? Sadiq Bay, so was guy who's so, taller. Okay. Yeah, I mean everybody yeah. knows and as Miles Powell mm-hmm. goes, Seton Hall goes. Yes, they've got a wonderful supporting cast, but slow him down, and mm-hmm. it makes it more difficult for Seton Hall. So sure. uh, teams yeah. obviously know where Seton Hall generates its strength from, and so that's the other side of his mm-hmm. drop in offensive efficiency. Still, he is the man without doubt. And uh, no, no real concern. No real concern. I don't know what will happen on Saturday. Uh, It's Creighton's last game. Creighton with a chance to have the number one seed if they win. And that's important from, you know, how the Big East tournament breaks Mm -hmm. down. The number one team plays the afternoon game on Thursday, the noon game. And then you have until Friday night to recover. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas if you play later on, then it's a shorter time frame to recover. Does it yeah. matter a few hours here and there? I don't know. Aside from the easier team, quote unquote, that you'll play. Is uh, there a confidence issue here? Is it important for uh, for Seton Hall to go in and beat Creighton? Or, you know, it's going to be a tough game. You know? It's going to be very hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, shoot, long, they, they shoot really well. I mean, that's one do. thing about Creighton is they put the man. They, they, but you, you just know, don't know in the Big East. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Creighton lost by 20 to St. John's mm-hmm. on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. So anything can happen. The home court advantage should help, mm-hmm. but we will see. I think Seton Hall will be ready for Bear. I think it's really important to this team to win an outright championship. I, I think they understand that the story that's been written thus far has been fabulous, but they want to have a, a Cinderella finish. I don't know if that means a national championship. It's asking an awful mm-hmm. lot. But I think if if they only share the Big East championship, as proud as I would be of that, and, and they will be ultimately, it won't be the same. And if they don't set themselves up for a good run in the Big East tournament and win that championship, everything, everything was there for them uh, at the start of the season. Then they stumbled and injuries mm-hmm. and what have you, and they've regrouped. So I think they're 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 certainly been, they've been tested. I think they've got great leadership. I think Kevin Willard's really shown that he's a wonderful tactician. I wasn't always sure of that. Good I coach. think this mm-hmm. year he's proven that he he's really a good bench coach as well as a guy who I can thought recruit. he did a great job after the Rutgers loss, and they were kind of lost there for a bit. You know, they they had the big uh, uh, injury to uh, uh Miles Powell had the concussion, and he regrouped. He looked to his bench, and he he got them back on track. They mm-hmm. beat Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then just uh, so that was a great job of coaching by him. Where I thought they were going to reel after that, they were going to be in trouble. Well, you weren't sure, game. right? Because right. who was going to step up? But mm-hmm. then he found a deeper bench. And then there was a time there when the deeper bench kind of hurt him. Because mm-hmm. as much as you'd love to say, I got 10 guys I can play, you really only want to play eight. Mm-hmm. And so now he's gotten down to a little better rotation. They missed Tyree Samuel last night. That was uh, – he's a fine freshman. I don't know that he would have been a difference maker. It would have been nice to have seen, but he's banged up a little bit. So, no, I, I think that they've got a real good chance of winning – on Saturday, but it was really an emotional letdown. It was such an emotional night. You know, when those seniors came yeah. out and fans went crazy, mm-hmm. it was the biggest crowd they've ever had at Prudential Center. Mm-hmm. Over 16,000 awesome. came out. Uh, they've been drawing in droves this year mm-hmm. at, at at Prudential Center. It was such an emotional night. Miles Powell is crying as he hugs 
Kevin Willard. Mm -hmm. And then they got close and you fail, standing ovation as they leave. So the emotional roller coaster was incredible. They don't have a lot of time to prepare for Creighton. No. Uh, they did lose to them at home, so I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll be ups- they're upset by that, and they want a little revenge. They know it's at stake. It should be a hell of a game, and they come out in Creighton too. I mean, they're into it, right? They're in a big arena, and they oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a big yeah, crowd. Yeah. So, oh, um, no, it's, it's they're they're not walking in, you know, through the daisies. It's no, it's it, they're it's walking gonna, into they're, a they're gonna earn day. that. It should on, be on a Saturday, hell of a game. For I mean, sure. it should just should be a hell of a game. So, Seton Hall has, as Rutgers does in so many ways, has its fate in its mm-hmm. hands. If they sure. win, mm-hmm. they're sole champion of the Big East. Uh, they get the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the little bit of rest if they win that game. They get a better seed in the tournament, which they want, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. You know, so all the, all the, all the seeding is, is, is a factor. But I got to tell you, you know, everybody's talking about this year they got to win, this year got, they got to win. But I got to say that there's a lot of very good players moving forward. I think Seton Hall basketball is just fine. I mean, Mamu Kalashvili is, I mean, what can he do on the court? I mean, he's a, he's a really a fantastic player. You've got Jared Roden. Um, your Shavar Reynolds looks like a legit point guard. I mean, you've got someone who can run the floor. I mean, I think that Seton Hall is going to be fine next year. Oh, they'll be fine, but they're going to lose maybe their number yeah. two all-time scorer. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, they, they, that's barring, barring Miles Powell and Seton Hall going all the way to the national championship game and Miles averaging like 28 points mm-hmm. per game, he won't uh, become number one. But he should yeah. overtake, will overtake Nick Workman for number two, unless there's something really unforeseen, like he gets hurt Mm -hmm. because Seton Hall will play at least two more games and he should three more games. There's going to be Saturday, a big East tournament game and an NCAA tournament game. So he should finish number two. Anyway, they're going to lose him. They're going to lose Quincy McKnight. They're going to lose Romero Gill. That's a lot to lose, but Mm -hmm. Kevin Willard's done a good job. This is their fifth straight year. Never happened before in the yeah. postseason. So he's 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 developed a program, and mm-hmm. they should be fine next year. But this this can be a magical year. Um, so you know, don't want to have it end right now. No, not not at all. And then and, and also or this is we, first weekend loss. Get to the I second tell you, weekend with, with Rutgers. Look, you know it's a young team, and I and I hope they make <laughs> the NCAA tournament right there. I'm like, okay, that that's a goal. But to go deep into the tournament, that'd be nice. Yeah, they can catch fire. Be nice. They are a good team. They got to put it together. But I'm not even. I don't even have those aspirations of them going deep into the tournament. Seton Hall, on the other hand, is is a team. You know, it's an experienced team. They've got special players. Again, Miles Powell's got to find that magic touch, and I think he can. And I think they can go. They can make a very deep run in, in the uh, in the tournament. Get out year. of the first weekend. Yeah. They've not done that. Mm-hmm. Get to the Sweet Sixteen, maybe the Elite Eight. After that. Who knows? Everything else on top of that would be gravy. Certainly, it's the best team they've had in almost 30 years. It has a chance to really be special Mm -hmm. uh, if they can get, as the Seton Hall team did in 88-89, to the national championship game. That's there, but you got to take care Mm -hmm. of business starting Saturday in Omaha. In Omaha versus a very tough Creighton team. Now I can score points. Yeah, yeah, they can. Now, I promised that we would cover other New Jersey teams. This is Jersey Hardwood, and come conference tournament time, we will do that, and we're going to do that on the next show for sure. But so much exciting stuff going on with uh, Rutgers and Seton Hall, right, Matt? It's kind of been dominating this show. It's been a great year for For college hoops. It's been a a great uh, year for college hoops in Jersey. So nice uh, year to to, uh, to start this show. And then you've got a nice uh, Seton Hall podcast going as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun to do. It's really been well received. I I love the um, uh, the Bill Rafferty uh, um, 
Uh, yeah, I've been lucky segment. enough. To, yeah. yeah, I've been lucky to get uh, some really good guests. And he's uh, a Bill, funny PJ, guy, such a character, you know. Oh, he's he's, he's, he's a longtime friend, you know. I mean, which I covered him at Seton Hall. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, yeah. known each other. Then we okay. worked together with the Nets. Uh-huh. I worked with him for several several years covering the Nets, and have yeah. known him a long time. So he's a great Love guest. The pictures of him with a pork chop sideburns yeah, on the, right. on the yeah. sidelines at Seton Hall. Yeah, always it's good great. to see. Well, yeah. Always good to yeah. see Billy. And yeah, you know, yeah. PJ Carlissimo, and that was great too. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been a lot yep. of fun. Bob Lee, Gary Cohen. I've been lucky to get some good guests. All right. Well, check out our site, moresportsnow.com. We got our family of podcasts on that site. We get an article in here, here and there. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram as well. And we will be back next week with another edition of Jersey Hardwood. So come check it out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.